Customer services is the support a business offers its customers from the moment they first contact the business to the months and years afterward. It's something we all come across every day, whether it's a call to your bank or mobile network provider. We know how awful it gets when you have to provide the same information multiple times or having to use a channel we don't prefer to use. To understand why it's difficult to get the customer experience right, we have Wynan Smith, founder and CEO of Innovo. Innovo is a cloud-based contact center solutions provider headquartered in South Africa with customers like Vodacom, DHL, and Woolworths Financial Services. Innovo is a one-stop shop for business process automation for contact centers. If you have a new channel to incorporate in your contact center, data to import from an application, or legacy information lying in a database. Innovo can help do all of that. As for Innovo's CEO, Vinant, the thing that I like about him is that instead of relying on buzzwords, he takes a very practical approach to customer service. Let's listen and learn. Hi, Vinant. Uh, could you please tell me a little about where you grew up, uh, how did your career progress, and the story behind Innovo? Thanks, Ogil. Yes, um, I grew up in South Africa, actually in uh, small towns um, in South Africa. I ended up uh, studying in electronic engineering at university. And uh, for my sins, I ended up selling contact center technology. And uh, back then I thought, hang on, I know a lot about contact centers until I ended up managing one. So that whole story is very relevant to Inova as well, because when I managed the contact center that did uh, customer service, acquisition, sales, and also collections, um, I realized, hang on, I know nothing. What happens in operations and what technology can do is vastly different. There's so much more expectations that customers have. So that's essentially in 2008 when Inova was born. It was uh, prior to cloud. And, um, you know, so first of all, we wanted to do subscription models, um, which was new back then. Also cloud-based technology. And uh, and the most important part was actually employ uh, people with operational experience that use the technology to get the actual business outcome and not sell based on features and functionality. So mostly sell on return and investment. So if I that get that correct, and Innovo uh, primarily serves the uh, serves the contact center, uh, you know, industry and uh, telecom and what other verticals or yeah, I guess uh, if you could correct. Yeah, me. I guess um, the contact center is relevant, uh, but these days we we actually in the customer service industry, so we sell cloud technology and and but the best definition is contact center. You know, in the past, contact center was a voice call. Now it's so many different channels even video, WhatsApp, these uh, type of channels. But um, if we think about customer service, uh, it's much wider than contact center. We essentially service customer service in uh, industries as well as acquisition, sales, and also revenue collection. So those three um, is almost applicable to every single business you can find. So uh, because if, we, if you take the example of uh, an acquisition cycle, um, you can buy a credit card on many different channels, which includes or might not include a contact center channel. So we're really in, in, we're a little mm-hmm. bit wider than contact center. We, we focus on optimizing those three um, areas in a customer's business. And, you know, those could be uh, extended to self-service, uh, chatbots, all types of different ways that a customer expects service. Yeah, that's that gives me an overview. Good. So this this leads me to the question that uh, for for an ordinary customer or, or people who 
were not really familiar with the back end of the technology, what goes behind, you know, when they contact a business. So why do we get frustrating service from contact center or businesses? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I've been trying to get the answer for that for years <laughs> and I still, uh, I still am. So I guess um, my humble opinion is that I think we forgot about the basics. You know, you asked me where I grew up, and I grew up in a small town, you know. So if I use an example of back then, um, the, ba the bank manager knew my dad. He knew everything about my dad. Um, he knew his, his preferences, his behavior. If you owned my dad an answer on a query, he would actually feel accountable because my dad is probably going to run into his mother in town and tell her about it. So if you listen to that story, it's all about, uh, you know, knowing things about the customer, knowing context, uh, uh, personalizing interactions, feeling accountable when we deliver. And, and that's always been some of the basics of customer service. And, um, you know, I always tell the story that the self-driving car can identify a rock on the highway, but when I phone my bank, they don't know who I am. So I think somewhere along the, the lines, um, because we try and do it at scale, we've lost a bit of that. And, and those things have never changed. Hmm. And then the second part of that question is I think te technology has been a huge disappointment. And this is my personal opinion. If you think about technologies, I, I mentioned the uh, uh, identifying me as a customer example. Technologies um, have been uh, CRMs, contact center solutions, ticketing systems, workflow, have been around for many years. In fact, some of them for decades. And um, the truth is that it hasn't actually solved the problem. And um, and that's uh, so that, that's my view. Um, I think uh, we haven't used technology like it should have. And we forgot about some of the basics uh, that the customers actually expect from us. That definitely makes sense. So uh, if, if we are at that point and even a person like you who, who deals with, with all of this day in, day out, uh, is saying that we haven't used the technology in, in the right manner. So uh, how can contact center leaders turn these frustrated hangups into engaging interactions? Well, I, I guess... Um, the fundamentals of, of that hasn't changed. So what I do find in engaging with many businesses is that most of the time that we as customers, myself, get frustrated is maybe not on a single interaction, maybe where I buy the credit card. It's mostly when when the process moves on to different divisions, you know, different departments that might be on different systems, external parties like mm. courier, courier companies, for example, you know. So a credit card acquisition is a great example. You can buy it on many channels. You might get a good experience there. Then there's multiple processes, submitting your documentation, agreements, um, and finally delivery of the product. And the actual customer experience and also your cost of acquisition in that uh, instance is actually only stops in the end where I have got my credit card and I start swiping it. So the, the, the basics of, of managing an interaction like that uh, has never changed. It's always been the same. So I always say, uh, first of all, we need to make a promise when we deliver, hmm. deliver something. And, and when you asked me uh, at some point when we discussed, has any industry um, you know, provided good service that I thought was great? And, uh, and the honest answer is no. But if you think about online purchasing, when you buy something in an online retailer, they make you a promise. They say this is going to be delivered. Um, in next week, Tuesday. And if they if it's going to be late, they email you and say it's going to be two days late and we still perceive that as a great experience. Therefore, I say that basics is um, make a promise, measure whether you are going to keep that promise, escalate if you might not, and then communicate if you don't. Now, um, that's my view um, how uh, leaders in managing customer interactions can actually improve that. They have to bring measurement in 
make sure that we can, first of all, make a promise, measure it, escalate internally if we might not, and take action, and then communicate with the customer if we are not going to make our promise. And then um, I see the latest word is, um, is moment of truth. So, you know, the interaction I described might have 10 mm. different interactions, and that's also an important focus that we must always focus on every single one of them in terms of importance. You know, I know that it's sometimes different divisions, but it doesn't matter what the type of interaction is um, that could make, you know, if it doesn't help if we provide great customer service, a great uh, sales or acquisitions experience, but when we uh, collect revenue or debt from a customer, we actually break that experience, you know. So every single experience is very important. That's very pertinent. And a trend that I've seen is like, uh, whenever there's something, a process is broken or an industry is not getting the returns that it expects to, uh, you know, shield, then uh, there are always new technology vendors or, or new ways of, you know, selling the old technology. So, tell, uh, like, I, I've been hearing about these AI, ML, and that's like now ages. Uh, so you mentioned the use of data. Uh, new technologies like AI, ML have a lot of hype in customer service centers. So uh, what's the adoption path customers uh, can take to incrementally add these technologies to their operations and whether they should? Uh, yeah, I guess when you speak to me, you yeah, I'm not one for hype or buzzwords. You know, I'm a very big fan of artificial <laughs> intelligence and machine learning. I just think it's not the solution to the problem if we don't know what the problem is. So... Um, I many uh, times when we engage with businesses, there's an absolute drive just to do something with AL and ML just because of the words. Um, but in my view, um, it's excellent technology that's got so many use cases and is going to revolutionize the way we deal with customers. But we need to start with use cases that make sense for our business or the specific business. You know, a, gr a great example would be if we cannot identify a customer when they contact us, uh, we cannot use any artificial intelligence or machine learning on that interaction. You know, um, but I've seen many use cases where, um, where customers have successfully deployed it. So I think we mustn't just put it in broadly. We must find use cases uh, in our business where it works. Practical examples would be I've seen some customers use it as um, as predicting where to send an interaction or to whom, which agent, to try and get the best outcome, mm -hmm. either a first call resolution or, or a great service rating, for example. I've seen it in collections, uh, you know, trying to do predictive models around um, uh, the, the probability to collect the revenue. I've seen it in acquisitions, uh, similarly, from a, a propensity model around the conversion rate and maybe also in terms of individuals or channels that would convert this specifically and then even in retentions where um, you can do proper, uh, churn probability models um, to actually proactively reach out to customers on you know, digital channels or, or phone them as an example um, when they are likely to churn. And that's uh, that's maybe more relevant to the telecom industry? No, I think it's relevant to every single industry. If you think of the examples I've, I've spoken about, every single industry that mm. uh, that does business to consumer business, and that's all industries uh, that you mentioned, telecoms, financial services, there's so many, um, they do uh, customer service, you know, and the example I mentioned in terms of a first contact resolution today, the market average is a third of the calls, more than 30% or contacts is repeat contacts. So um, there's, uh, you know, the same with uh, sales and acquisitions. Those are over every single industry. 
and also revenue collection mm. is also in every industry. So it's not limited to an industry, but I mentioned some examples of, of uh, where data analytics and, mm. then, and then the next step after that, artificial intelligence or machine learning can add value. Um, so yeah, I guess to shorten my answer or to summarize it, it yeah, what I'm saying is uh, instead of uh, thinking this is such a massive, big project, um, you know, a complex project to add some of these technologies, there's possibilities to identify one or two or three use cases um, that's simpler, easier, faster to implement that can already make a, an impact in a certain area of a business. Hmm. That's that's a good point. Uh, yeah. So uh, talking about chatbots and uh, cell service, we uh, do hear a lot about them. So uh, do chatbot solutions have uh, potential uh, to, to address some of these problems that you identify. But we see that like pretty soon they don't live up to the hype. Uh, why is that? Uh, are they not scalable or are they not set up right? Or uh, again, as you say, uh, you know, use case, they should be use case driven, like addressing the right problem. So what is it about chatbots that they don't live up to the hype and why? Yeah, I mean, I'm also a big fan of chatbots. I, I do think it's got the potential to either be the best thing that's ever happened to customer service or the worst. And the reason I say the worst is um, <laughs> you and me expect the same service from a chatbot than a person. And if we don't get the same service, we're going to reach out to a person or, or use a different channel, you know. And I think the risk I've seen is there's so many different chatbot solutions or cognitive services, and each of them are built for a specific set of channels and a specific service type or a use case. You know, an example might be if your requirement is to just have frequently asked questions, there's m many chatbot solutions that can do it. But your normal business or most of the businesses in all, most of those industries that you mentioned actually need it for a lot more. So they need it for frequently asked questions. They need it for customer service, you know, balance inquiries. They need it for proactive communication when somebody buys from us. They actually need it to do acquisitions or fulfill sales on it. They need it for uh, retention campaigns to help retain customers, um, also for collections and many, many, and, you know, some supporting processes like the retrieving documentation. Um, so the use cases, when you actually go think of where can we use self-service and specifically chatbots, it grows exponentially in the business. And that's where uh, the chatbots might start to disappoint because you will find that you use a specific chatbot solution that works very well for frequently asked questions. But as soon as you try and use it for these other use cases, it runs out of its capability because of, uh, you know, first of all, maybe the capability of the channels, but in many cases because of uh, the interoperability or integration capability to deliver many different use cases. So in my view, um, you know, our focus at least have been um, to use uh, Agile Point in this case as the platform where we can invoke or use different services or multiple of these services, even on the same use case uh, to deliver a great experience. So it primarily points to, you know, uh, managing the experience, uh, you know, and keeping that front and center rather than the tech. Yes, because if you think um, a, a chatbot interaction, it is not a, a ring-fenced interaction that's just going to happen. Somebody asks for frequent asked questions and then nothing happens. You know, it's really part of a journey. So again, I'm going to use the example of buying a credit card. You might buy it on many different channels of which a chatbot can be one. The second step is you need to go through an agreement documentation process. 
a lot of businesses, uh, that's 10 minutes on the phone type of scenario. You know, there's no reason why a chatbot can't help there. You need to submit your payslips, your uh, bank statements, etc., maybe for financial services products. Um, there's no reason why you can't submit it on WhatsApp to a chatbot um, rather than email faxing it into somewhere. Now, uh, that whole journey needs to, first of all, be tied together. And that's what I want to get to, why I think Agile Point will make a significant difference in that. But if you think about using a chatbot somewhere in there, for me, one of the first use cases of a chatbot is proactively communicating to a customer where they are in a process, whether this is a sales cycle like we're discussing or even a customer service cycle. And imagine you get a, a, a WhatsApp, for example, if that's a, the channel that might be relevant, and saying, hang on, we've received your documentation. The next step is this. Um, you know, and then you could still interact with it if you've got more information or maybe reschedule the credit card delivery. So in the end, the chatbot will only be as good as how it's used as part of a process and not just standalone. If we end up uh, using five or six different chatbot services, we're not going to be better off than having separate uh, uh, groups of individuals, agents sitting with a specific skill, you know, those silos. It, we're probably creating the same scenario. We're creating silos of information or silos of skills, albeit within different chatbot solutions. A good example is that a chatbot is just like an employee. And in most cases, businesses don't treat a chatbot like that. If you think about it, if you uh, train an employee to just ask frequently asked questions, there's going to be a lot of overflow to different types of skills, which the employee, or in this case, the chatbot does not have. We must treat the chatbot exactly the same with, as an employee. First of all, it must have a measurement framework, KPAs, KPIs, which must continuously improve and we must teach it additional skills. Now, if you just train a chatbot or an employee in this example, just to answer frequently asked questions, it's going to be good in the beginning, but disappoint on a large percentage of interactions because the customers need additional information. So there's going to be a lot of overflow. So a chatbot needs to be um, supported just like an employee with uh, very uh, uh, one skill or, or limited skills to service and interaction by being able to transfer to uh, skilled employees or agents, um, using other channels or providing other more advanced services. Hmm. That's, a, that's an interesting point that you made. And I guess a lot of companies, what they do is they set up the the initial uh, chat flows for a chatbot and then they maybe kind of find it challenging to make good use of it. 100%. So um, a chatbot will only be as good as the skills it has um, and those skills will never be enough. It will always have to grow. It's the same like employees. There's, um, if uh, the skills was enough in employees, we would consistently get good service. But a business changes. They launch additional products. They launch channels, uh, you know, uh, apps, all types of different things which generate queries. And therefore, it, uh, we would need to continuously improve the service that a chatbot gives. And as long as the chatbot has a, a small subset of the skills to be able to service this, if you leave it in isolation, it's going to disappoint and give bad service. It has to be part of a bigger estate where you can transfer to agents, overflow, um, reach out via other channels and automate um, that service because it's really part of a much, much bigger thing. That's a very good point. So, uh, Wayne, uh, talk to me about the Innovo Cloud Contact Center and which organizations are best positioned to benefit from it? Well, I guess we're trying to create something that does not exist. So, um, as I mentioned... <laughs> can we yeah? 
can we call it the contact center of the future? We absolutely can. If you think about it, what are we trying to create differently? First of all, it is cloud contact center. It's got all of the channels you can think of. Um, it's got all of the workforce optimization uh, capability and as well as self-service and uh, chatbot, etc. Now, what's different? Um, I mentioned right in the beginning of the call is I don't think that CRMs um, or uh, contact center ticketing systems, all these types of solutions um, is actually the solution to the problem. Because if they were, we would have had good service by now. Because if you just think about CRM, they've been around for probably two decades. So uh, I, I sat in my office uh, thinking, hang on, we're selling all of this technology, you know, some years ago, um, but we're not actually making a difference. Um, and I realized um, the only way you could do that is if you are the glue between a process and different systems and different departments and even different companies. Because I mentioned the experience is not on a single interaction, albeit a single interaction experience is important. It's actually over a bigger journey, and that's applicable to all the scenarios. If you uh, uh, have a customer service inquiry and it goes to the back office and somebody there needs to fulfill it, that's normally where you get disappointed. So uh, luckily we landed on Agile Point um, and uh, why I say our, our solution is unique is uh, because we add the process orchestration and the ability to quickly integrate and, and into many different systems and uh, coordinate these different strategies, whether this is acquisitions across channels, service or even collections or e-collections uh, strategies, um, that's really been the, you know, like uh, the cherry on top in terms of the ability to actually, instead of just providing the technology, actually manage the experience and automate and do that visually, you know. So um, uh, I felt that way for a long time and finally Gartner about a year or two ago agreed that the solution to actually solve customer experience doesn't exist. So they intend to create a new category, which hopefully uh, we will have a name for it then. <laughs> no, that's great. Exactly. So, so you you bring Agile Point in as a as a glue or as a layer to uh, integrate all these you know kind of piece together all of the te technology uh, you know stacks that are going on within a contact center per se. So, tell us something about you know how you how Innovo and Agile Point got got together. Uh, what led <laughs> for for both of the firms to you know kind of partner up. Uh, and has it, you know, helped your customers in terms of, uh, you know, whatever uh, points that you, you, you know, mention about the customer experience and that? Absolutely. So um, I discovered Agile Point um, some years ago um, in searching for a solution that doesn't exist, basically, and, and realizing the missing piece is being the glue between different systems and processes. And that's almost um, the way I see Agile Point. So firstly, Obviously, if you if you think about the things we've discussed, we need the ability to, first of all, use many different channels. We might want to involve agents at, at certain times, uh, self-service. We might just want to automate processes or capture information or data, offer uh, web forms as an example for input. Um, but, uh, you know, and then uh, the key to this all is uh, visually drawing this, being very fast to do that and uh, and. Uh, for me, the foundation is really the ability to integrate into many different systems. So if you think about it, um, you're never going to walk into most businesses and I would say 99.9% .9 and replace all the channels, all the systems, even their chatbots, existing chatbots, uh, backend systems. You're not going to do that to create a good experience. What you need to do is construct that irrespective of that. Uh, therefore, interact with the different systems and, and construct the experience 
Uh, practical example would be is um, you would think that uh, businesses have got a single source of uh, information about a customer, but most businesses don't, and I think they might never have that. But there's no reason why uh, that should impact the actual customer experience because whether you're in a flow on uh, an acquisitions flow using Agile Point and, and our contact center technology, query a single data source of 10, it mustn't impact the actual customer experience. So Agile Point is fundamental and key to our growth. We see it as one of the primary delivery mechanisms to actually improve the customer experience. And when I say customer experience, I'm not talking just around customer service. The customer experience is just as important in uh, buying from a business and these type of things. And, and what we've seen with our customers, and we've got uh, one of the largest banks uh, going to change uh, all of their customer processes that touch their customers onto the Agile Point platform. We've seen it as a significant differentiator because customers have had the intent to go and fix these things we've discussed for a long time, but they haven't had the capability to go and do them, and they finally do. Uh, when and which areas of your firm are you most excited about and look forward to see it unfolding? Good question. I'm very excited about Cloud Contact Center. Um, we're doing lots of deployments there and um, I'm really enjoying deploying a lot of the digital channels and seeing how that can help customers. On the workforce optimization side, very interested to see how uh, the speech analytics plays out and all the different use cases that, that can help us as customers actually get better service. Also, the chatbots and self-service, I mean, there's so many use cases that's, uh, uh, that our team is deploying, so very excited about. But the one that excites me most is um, in deploying Agile Point. Uh, we're doing so many customers uh, with the solution and um, solving an actual problem, like from start to finish, uh, an experience across a process, like uh, maybe buying a product and in the end, uh, being happy or measuring drop-off, you know, the cost of acquisition, acting on it until the product is delivered to the customer as an example. So, you know, I'm passionate about that and um, I love uh, self-service uh, goods. I, you know, I'm passionate about that and I love good service. So I'm really excited to see those deployments and um, the quickly integrating into customer systems, dragging and dropping, and basically, uh, you know, implementing what all of us has been saying for years or wanting to implement for years to improve customer experience. That's great. That's great. Uh, uh, it was uh, really nice talking to you and getting some insights from you. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you.